Valentine's one and all, I'm an idiot. And I'm an idiot. And somehow I've entrusted this other idiot to uh, give us all relationship advice to teach us how to be better uh, friends and lovers, etc. Idea being that, you know, come the end of the year when some someone tries to tell us about how some flippy New Japan guy is truly the best wrestler of the year, we can really have the tools to say, look – this guy is mad problematic and is doing a no growth. You need to DTFMA or something like that. I don't know. That's, that's what I've told myself to convince myself that this is actually a good idea. Is it though? I guess we're about to find out because this is the idiot's guide to romance. I'm your host, John Gavrexky Maxwell, joined as always by, I mean, I was about to call him uh, PW.C's Dan Savage, but I think that that would actually be like really horrible and like a burn, and I don't want to subject Oscar to that. It's Oscar I, Bernard. I was gonna make the Dan Savage joke, and then I thought, no, whatever Dan Savage joke I would make would be mad transphobic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How you doing, Oscar? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, John. You doing anything fun? No. Hooray! <laughs> well, I mean, you are. You're giving everybody relationship advice that they can use and abuse however they want. It's true. We are we are here as a certified doctor love. Certified you know, by whom? Certified by the Court of Kiss. I am the doctor love, they called. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to... I don't know if they're really, you know, I feel like that's questionable certification, but like it, it's a certification, so I'm not going to argue it at this point. It's it's out of date, admittedly, but um, it is still the best certification I've got. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I, I got literally nothing and I'm just, you know, here to a- ask the questions and everything. So hey. I haven't I haven't renewed my lovical license. Okay. Well, hey, look, we've we've gotten all the disclaimers out there that, you know, maybe you shouldn't trust this opinions so much, but like, look, it's happening. You can't stop it. And this is an idiot's guide, so I'm not going to edit any of this. So, you know, enjoy. But before we get into it, I do feel like we should give some context here. Oscar, how did this idea come about for this podcast? So there was a show we did at one point called The Takes Bakery. Ah, yes, the Takes Bakery over at ZoneCast.com. It's not just casts, it's ZoneCasts. It's it's the show where Oscar gives his hot scorching takes on things, and then it got put on hiatus. I don't know, I have no idea why. Um, She wanted it to! (laughs) I was alluding to the other thing, John! (laughs) (laughs) Look... This is the pro wrestling dot cool universe. We can we can get away with it's not I'd rather not where we have to pretend that the other thing is real. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, we uh, we did a show at one point called the Takes Bakery, and uh, we did an episode on hot movie Spider Man Three, where we uh, recorded some commentary over it. A wonderful commentary track for that film that you forgot is so fucking long. It's so long. And while we were doing this, I um, I offered some relationship advice, presumably to Peter Parker, who was who was going through some, who was going through it. And um, some people that may or may not um, have an affiliation with uh, certain other members of uh, the PW.C network. Hi, Katie. What's up? Uh, we're quite upset by my relationship advice. And, um, you know, us being us, this was just the impetus to, well, let's do more of this. Yeah, basically. Uh, so yeah, I haven't heard this advice, so I don't know how terrible it is. I assume it's pretty bad because I'm assuming that's why Owen, like, completely refused to do this (laughs) podcast, but I'm never one to turn down a bad idea, so here we are! I, I genuinely do not remember what the advice is. I barely remember recording that Spider-Man episode other than realizing halfway through, 
Oh, Spider-Man 3 actually does suck. <laughs> well, you had to learn somehow. I really- and they're... Everybody out there in listener land is going to have to learn somehow that you should not take this advice. So let's get right on into it. Oscar, I have some questions for you that I have taken from the uh, the relationship advice Reddit. The best source of people in need of relationship advice. I mean, yes, because I couldn't find a Yahoo Answers board for relationship advice. So this is what we got. And... I'm going to ask you some of the questions here, and uh, we're going to get your opinion on them. How does that sound? I'm more than happy to offer um, to offer whatever advice is needed. Unsolicited advice and not from your Reddit account. Perfect. Let's go. All right. Here's where we're going to start. This is your post. So my husband has told me that he always thought he was bi, but he never got the chance to explore it. We were both raised LDS and got married at a relatively young age. We're not LDS anymore, however. Yesterday, he asked if he could go have sex with a guy. I told him that he should if he wanted to, because I didn't want to be the reason he couldn't explore those feelings. And I genuinely wanted him to explore that because it's a big part of himself that he never accepted and never explored. So he was messaging someone on Grindr and decided to go hook up. He initially said that he would send me the address just in case the dude was some psych and just to be safe. So when he was leaving, I asked if he was going to send me the address and he got all all weird and was like, well, it turns out that I know him. So if I end up feeling weird, I'll just text you. I was like, okay, but I could tell something was off. So I let him go do his thing. I decided to go out to grab some food. And when I'm walking out, I run into him in the hallway of our apartment. He gets freaked and runs back into our apartment with me and basically says the guy lives in the same building as us, but he didn't want me to know that. So the guy told him to go drive his car and park it somewhere else and then just run back inside his apartment so I wouldn't know that they are in the same building. I could honestly be overreacting, see, I'll be honest, but I have major trust issues and my husband knows that due to past trauma and abuse and it's something I've been working on. But I felt lied to and hurt because I was trying to be open with him and going and having sex with someone. And he easily lied and pretended like he was driving somewhere else to protect this stranger instead of just being honest. I don't know. Oh, I just feel crazy for feeling like this because I'm really happy for him that he got to explore that part of himself. But the way he went about it is what hurts. The fact that he lied to me and felt like he needed to hide that from me to protect someone else. Now I'm also paranoid that he may have liked it more and he will want to keep going to hook up with that guy and it would be so easy for him to just go lie to me and all those fun dark thoughts and fears of abandonment. Hmm. Sounds like you're in a very precarious situation here. And, you know, you're in a, you know, I think the most important thing in a relationship is trust. And he's clearly broken that trust with you. Wouldn't you agree with me? I mean, honestly, it really does stand out to me. The fact that she, you know, the the man's wife here has been very open and, and very, you know, agreeable to letting him explore the side of himself. And a bit, essentially, like, he didn't have to lie about any of this. And yet he did. Yeah. And that's that's really what strikes out the most to me here, is that there was you as you said, there's no point to lie. It seems like seems like she was pretty supportive to begin with. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Seems like she was pretty supportive. And if you just said the guy like I don't understand why you wanted to protect the fact that the guy lives in your building. What does that matter? Yeah, like, unless it's someone that, like, she really, you know, knows and there's something else going on here, what would be the point of hiding this? And, yeah, and it really does set, it really feels like we need more of the story. Because I feel like there's more here. I mean, I think that the more is definitely just that, you know, there's clearly something that her husband is not telling her. Like, yeah. He's not being as open and honest with her as I think, you know, as he is letting on, clearly. 
And like, I, I don't know what the solution here is. I'm again, not an expert, but this definitely sounds to me something like, Hey, you both really should talk to a professional about this, like a professional relationship counselor, because like, especially, especially for someone who knows that, you know, hey, you have all this past trauma and paranoia about, like, you know, being lied to in relationships and, and all these things from, from previous relationships. He knows all these, and yet he's still doing this. Like, that's really troubling to that's, me. That is a huge red shitty. flag. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I would say... I'd say ultimately you have to have this conversation with him. You have to figure out why he's doing what he's doing and why he, there's clearly more going on here. Yeah. And like, again, the fact that he can't, he doesn't feel like he can be open and honest with you about it when you are trying to, you know, be so understanding and be so, you know, in a lot of ways selfless because it's like, you know, you're literally saying like, I don't want to stand in the way of this person being who they are. Like if they feel like they need to explore it, I want them to be able to explore it and not feel like they're going to, you know, risk their relationship with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's a very tough thing to let someone want to sleep with someone else. Absolutely. And full respect to your wife. They're married, right? Yes. So full respect to your wife for allowing you to do this. Yeah. And especially, you know, especially because, like, you know, I know that they say that they're not part of that anymore. But, like, you know, they're they're ex-Mormons. They were both raised in the Church of Latter-day Saints. Like, it's a pretty, like, sexually repressive religion. So I've heard. You know, I don't. I don't know too much about the Latter-day Saints, but, um, you know, I can, I can only imagine the kind of struggles that you would have. But this is troubling. This is definitely like, you can't just like this, this person just can't just let this go. Like this needs to be explored deeper as to why her husband felt the need to lie to her about this. Oh, for sure. And I would, and I think the best solution in this situation is just to talk it out. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely agree with that, actually. Like, you know, I think that probably you should also talk it out in the, the safety of, a, you know, a professional relationship expert that can, like, you know, actually help steer things and make sure that it is, you know, a productive conversation. But this is definitely something that, that can't go unaddressed. For sure. All right, let's move on to our next question then. You ready, Oscar? I am ready. A few nights ago, I and my girlfriend, who I've been together with about eight months now, went to a party. After returning, we went to bed as usual. She mentioned she was tipsy, but not sloshed or visibly drunk, as she, as all she had were three beers over three hours, and tired to have sex. After listening to that, I offered to change clothes since we were planning to sleep and not have sex. While in bed, we start cuddling and kissing. I do not remember who initiated it, but after a while, things got a bit heated and we started intense making out. I remembered she was too tired and tipsy, so I stopped and explicitly asked her if she wanted to do it, and she said yes. I pointed it out that she was tipsy, but she said she wasn't that drunk. She really wasn't. Since we are in a relationship, it, it was okay. So we decided to have sex. She was really into it, and we were at it for a long time, including in the morning. Later on, next evening, as we were shooting shit over text, she told me she felt uncomfortable last night and that it was a, quote, gray area. I was surprised because I made sure to ask her repeatedly if she agreed to having sex, and she was enthusiastic all the time, too. So I met her in person. She said her first statement about being too tipsy and too tired should have been enough and that I didn't respect her boundaries. However, she wasn't accusatory or blaming me, just disappointed and in herself and felt bad at for it a lot. I thought better than to argue and simply apologize. But now that I think of it, I am confused. I kind of felt sorry because she feels violated and that technically she did tell me she was not in the mood. But then in my defense, I asked her multiple times if she was okay with it. Also, nowhere did it ever cross my mind that I could, quote, turn her yes into a no by turning her on or something. During our relationship, sometimes I haven't felt like having sex, but we still made out. So it felt like it was normal cuddling and affection. 
So I'm genuinely surprised at her reaction. Do you think it's my fault? Is she being unreasonable? Or is this no one's fault, just an unfortunate situation? Hmm. I think that I think that the blame here. I don't think. I don't think there's anyone. There's any blame here. I think. Um, I think very much this would be a case of a deeply unfortunate situation that yeah. can that I think can definitely come about. And, and it is it is tough to know, you know, when when is when is it appropriate? When when are you too? At what point is are you too drunk for anything? And I think that I think that as general rule of thumb, if you're unsure, just avoid it. I you know, agree with that, but it, it also then does it does raise a question when very much like as the the author says in this, he made several attempts when things got started getting more heated to be like, "Hey, you said you didn't want to do this earlier. Are are you sure that you're okay with it now?" That is a very good point. Um, I think. Because that's the thing is, like, I, I could definitely, like, and it's where I have a lot of trouble with this is that, like, yeah, he definitely, she did make a point very early on that's like, I'm too tired, I'm too tipsy for this. But then, you know, it, it seems like the author was okay with this. And if he had just, like, then pushed her into it and then just said nothing and they just had sex, it would be one thing. But the fact that he repeatedly, you know, claims that he made insistences of of asking her like hey are you sure that this is okay are you sure you want to do this are you sure i'm not stepping over your boundaries and she repeatedly said yeah i want this and you are not stepping over my boundaries like i don't know it then strikes me as strange for her then the next day to be like no actually you did overstep i mean yeah cuz there's you're right there's no there's no good way to there's no good way to kind of solve this in the morning. You know, what's unfortunately kind of what's done is done. And when you are drunk, you can feel diff- you can definitely feel differently about things than when you sober up. It's true. And you know, and, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with with feeling differently about something when you sober up. Absolutely. Now, is there... Is 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 she blaming him, or is she accusing him of taking advantage of him, or is she just expressing a kind of regret? That's what's... That is what seems unclear to me. Like, it seems like it's a little bit of both. It seems like it's... It seems like, you know, she's not exactly, you know, she's not exactly, like, blaming him. She's not, you know, angry. She's not accusing him of, like, assaulting her. Like, she feels more, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He follows. He follows up. The the comment. The the original poster follows up here uh, later on and says, so, as she put it, the issue was before I even asked her. Since she made it clear very early that she was t- too tired and tipsy for having sex, I shouldn't have made out with her and turned her on. Well, I don't remember who initiated the makeout. It could have been me, not going to lie. I do remember explicitly putting my sleep clothes on as a response, which we later discarded. You know, I don't think... I don't think you can accuse someone of... I, I'm I'm going to assume at least that the making out would be conven- conventional or consensual, or you know I would like to assume that I should say. To say nothing of the fact that also you know look as a bunch of people in this in this thread have also posted a a, a dear Prudence article from Slate where someone asked them her uh, Prudence a similar question about that kind of gray area of, you know, if my husband and I, or my partner and I had drunk sex, is that a a form of abuse? And her, and, you know, Prudence's response is basically, you're in a relationship, there's an expectation, like, you know, unless there's, like, you know, a a huge, like, imbalance of power here, like, there's an expectation that, like, yeah, you know, you're both, like, 
actively having sex and like you know sometimes you're gonna get drunk and and you know there's an expectation there like unless something like you know really untoward happened unless there was really like an actual again like i said an imbalance of power Hmm. and how was he drunk as well it doesn't say i would i would assume that he had been drinking as well because I think that that would really go into your imbalance of power thing of how drunk was he? It's a good question. Although, again, though, it's like, you know, again, I, 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 the thing I just keep coming back to here is that for as, as drunk or not as he was, he still had it within himself to be able to double, triple check with his partner multiple times to make sure, hey, are you sure you're okay with this? Like, yeah. he got the... It's the, That's the problem that I keep having here and the, the problem that I just keep getting hung up on here is that, like, he got the affirmative... Cons- he got the affirmative enthusiastic consent and then the enthusiastic consent was rescinded not like... And, and again, not... Res- you know, again, not rescinded, like, while it was happening, but rescinded, like... Well after the fact. Yeah. And, and, and again, I think that that is, it's a very tough thing because you're right. It was, if it was rescinded while it was happening, I, you know, I'd like to at least believe that the answer at that point would be a, a no questions. Uh, then we're done. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, and if that's not what happened, like, if it was, if she did attempt to rescind it during it and and he wouldn't stop, then, like, clearly that's a huge problem. Yes, which is, but that's a different issue than what it seems like we're talking about here. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, I think that the best solution is always talk it out. Ask her, ask her how she feels. But, um, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong with a couple having drunk sex. Yeah. And And I think, I honestly, I think that, you know, if the only way to really move forward in this situation is also just like, then you just need to make sure that like, okay, if there is alcohol going to be alcohol involved, then like. We just cannot have any physical contact because that's the only way that you could really make sure that nothing is going to happen. Exactly. And, you know, I think, or discuss your plans beforehand. Yeah. And like, and, and also, like you said, yeah, like, I think that there is an important discussion there to to have a discussion about like, okay, then what are the boundaries? Because if you're saying that, like, my turning you on by making you out is not respecting your boundaries because then I made you want to have sex with me. Then what exactly are the boundaries here? What should I and shouldn't I do? Mm-hmm. And again, Mess- you know, mm-hmm. this is the conversation. This is the, this It's not an easy conversation to have, but it's a conversation you have to have. Indeed. Messy situation all around, though. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, hope I hope that you can figure it out and come and both come to an understanding where you both feel like you can move forward from this in a positive way. Are you ready for the next question, Oscar? I am ready for the next question. This person writes. My partner and I have been engaged since July 2018 and things have been mostly good since then. Wedding planning has been the worst given that our families live in two separate continents and his is not willing to travel, although I really wanted them there for him. We celebrated finally booking the venue Saturday and we're fighting about something. He suddenly says how this is his karma for what he did. At first he told me he had sex with a stripper. Two days later when I kept pestering for details, he said the truth is actually worse. He came home from the strip club and called an escort and they did it in our living room. The worst of all this is he cheated one month before our anniversary and did nothing for our anniversary. He didn't even buy me flowers. Claims it's because he was messed. I'm raging. 
I gave this man so much trust. I encouraged him to go to strip clubs with his friends because he should have fun. And he was all mine after all. I'm furious that this line to cross was so fucking far and he still did it. The only decision I've made so far is to move out. I've told him I'm tired as shit of working on this relationship and cleaning up his messes and that he needs to prove to me that this relationship is worth the work it's going to take to heal and why I shouldn't just walk away. I was looking forward to having a few chill months now that the venue was out of the way and goddamn I'm going to. I'm not cleaning up this mess. I do believe that that was just one time. I do believe he loves me and I'm glad he was honest. God knows I didn't suspect a damn thing. Guess I'm just looking for advice on this fucked up situation I'm in. Honey, you can do better. You can do way better than this. He lied. He cheated on you and then lied to you for months and then didn't bother telling you that he did this until, like, right after you booked the venue for your wedding? Excuse me? He lied. He cheated on you. He stole your money for the venue. He's not Eddie Guerrero. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know this is a ProWrestling.cool promotion, (laughs) but we don't have to fit wrestling in everywhere. He might be the father of Dominic. Shit. (laughs) No, we we got one of those coming up. Don't worry. Oh, good. Is it from from Reddit user Viva La Raza? No, it's from Reddit user uh, Little Ray Ray. Uh, but no, in, in all seriousness, you can do way better than him. Like, yeah, sure, this is probably the only time you're aware of. It might even be the only time. But it sets a precedent that he's not adverse from doing it in the future. And it also said, you know, the thing that I really, that really stood out to me in reading this is when she said, uh, or she, or, yeah, she, uh, sorry, she she does list that she's a woman, um... The thing that really stood out to me is when she said, like, I'm tired of shit of working on this relationship and cleaning up his messes. Like, that implies to me that, yeah, maybe he hasn't cheated before. Maybe he hasn't done something this bad before. But there's been other instances here. Mm-hmm. There's and, you clearly know, been other bad behavior on his part. The most solid thing that a relationship is built on is trust. Yep. And if you can't trust him... To just have a night out with his friends without fucking cheating on you? You know, yeah, that's a major thing, but it's going to throw into doubt if you can trust him for anything. Yeah. And again, why would he tell you this right after you fucking book the venue for the wedding? Like, if he's, like, you know, in a lot of ways, this basically says to me that it's like, there's some fucking weird shit where, like, either he doesn't he does he so didn't care and so didn't think that it was a thing that like he could get away with telling you now and you would just fucking forgive him and move on which says a lot about him if that's true Mm -hmm. or it says that like he was saying this in the hopes that you would do exactly what you've done of of leave leaving him and breaking off the wedding which in that case he's a fucking coward and again wasted a bunch of money. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I have no sympathy. Lord knows he ain't going to be able to get all that deposit back. I have no sympathy for him losing the money if it's only his money. Absolutely. I don't have any sympathy for him, but, like, I have sympathy. You know, I would like to believe that, like, they're at least, you know, I would assume in this situation that, that they're probably paying, each paying for half of it. Yeah. Very true. And if she's saying she put down the deposit on here. Hmm. Look, if this dude, if you really love this dude and he's actually willing to put in the effort and put in the work to show you how much he cares about you and you want to keep moving forward and, and trust him once you see that work and you see those receipts, like, I'm not going to tell you no, but... All of this sounds to me like a person that is going to do the absolute bare minimum to show the type of person that they are and the type of person that they, you know, can really be when the chips are down. I would say drop the motherfucking asshole, but, you know, get I'm not out, the expert here. Get out while you can. If you're going to lose the deposit, that's going to suck. 
But if you've ever seen a little movie called Marriage Story on Netflix, you'll know that divorces can be expensive. That's true. Yeah. Uh, don't. I'm glad that you have removed yourself from that situation. I would think long and hard before allowing him back into your life. What's next? Boy, Who, everybody's having a fun time, huh? Who's next? Who Whose weary heart is next? All right. Here's here's a uh, a bit of a different situation. We're gonna, we're going to be dealing with uh, you know a lot of these people that we've been dealing with are young love, uh, you know, young couples with uh, you know problems. We're going to be dealing more with like you know an, an older couple now, you know, an older couple with children. Perhaps Ooh. that could, you know, could be using some good advice here, which I know that, you know, you of all people uh, are very well equipped for considering that you are younger than the age of the daughter listed here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Long story short. My daughter cheated on her boyfriend who I have an amazing relationship with and is now pregnant. The child is not his. The other man doesn't know yet. The boyfriend was on a business trip that lasted about three weeks. After he came back, I assume my daughter told him about the pregnancy because he called and said he wanted to propose and if I had any tips for him. Three days later, he comes to drop a wailing, uh, my wailing daughter off at her house with all of her belongings. Apparently, her friends told him about the cheating. That is the only thing she told us through the crying. He didn't say anything, just took her stuff out of the car and drove off. I was and still am deeply disgusted with my daughter. I did my best to raise her well and can't believe she would do this. I am not about to offer her any comfort or support because I just can't justify her actions. She is my daughter and I love her, but I feel such deep disgust. What she did is despicable. I texted him asking if he was okay. He said he'll be fine. As if these conflicting emotions regarding my daughter weren't enough, I have some about my wife and the way she's handling this. My wife, as soon as she saw our daughter crying, started to yell at, at the boyfriend, asking what happened, cursing at him after she, he ignored her. Her reaction just added to my shock. I brought my daughter inside while she was yelling and cursing. We comforted her, gave her water and sugar when she told us what happened through tears. My wife was shushing me, telling her it was going to be okay. But then she started saying things like, you'll find someone better. He wasn't man enough anyway, which disturbed me. She doesn't see anything wrong with what she said. I told her that our daughter did something terrible and nearly got away with doing it to someone and that she shouldn't be validated. I'm not saying we should insult her, but we shouldn't validate her choices either. She disagrees and said she needs our support. I really don't know what to do. I'm disgusted by both of them, but at the same time, they're my wife and daughter. This is the fourth day since it happened, and she's posting. My daughter's posting on her Facebook things like "men are trash" and bad mouthing her friend who told her 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 former boyfriend. I don't really talk to her. My wife told me, "Don't you dare talk to her about you know the the boyfriend." I started spending more time out of the house. What do I do? I really need advice on how to handle this. I understand the instinct to want to support your child no matter what. I, I do I, too. You know, they are, they're your child. And there is, there is the whole fallacy of blood being thicker than water. And... I feel like there's a butt coming. <laughs> well, by the same token, though, yeah, the daughter fucked up. Yep. And it sounds to me like the mother is enabling the daughter's behavior. I don't think you're wrong. Which, hey, if this is the kind of person you want to raise, you do you. But, um... And I don't and, know... And again, I should say that, like, you know, again, like, when I say that these are older, an older couple, like, I literally mean, like, the... The husband is, is 58, the wife is 57, the daughter is 25. 
So this is an adult capable of making her own decisions, this daughter. Yes, and presume, you know, she said she's what, three weeks pregnant? Yes. You know, there's an argument to be made, I suppose, of just letting the lie, you know, just letting the lie go on. Just, you know, again, like, if the husband, if if the boyfriend's happy... Raising the child, or you know, I suppose I suppose the boyfriend is would not be happy raising a child that's not his. Yeah. It, well, again, I don't I don't know if it's it doesn't seem clear who is the father of the child. Yeah. Well, I think if the, I think if the if it's his child, yes, he should accept some responsibility still for the child. I don't know. Like to me, this is a very, this is definitely a very messy situation where I, I genuinely think that both of the parents are in the wrong here. I think that absolutely, I agree with you. The mother, the mother is enabling the daughter. I think that the mother is being too defensive of the daughter and definitely taking her side with the thing. Like you know, because at the end of the day, the daughter still cheated on her boyfriend. Like you could come up with whatever excuse you want for why it's okay. You can come up with, it, but like. She still cheated on him. And this is a visceral reaction to being cheated on. Like... Yeah. But you're unless, right. The father... Unless the, daughter is basic, unless the daughter is basically trying to claim that the boyfriend was actually really abusive and this was her way of getting out of the relationship, something like that. Like, I... I the mother's reaction... I, again, I understand where the mother's reaction is coming from of like, you know, you should, you should take your child's side. You shouldn't like, you know, and that's where I think the father is, is in the wrong here is that like, as much as you really like this boyfriend, as much as you want to be okay with this boyfriend. And I think that there is a part of the father that is hoping that like, that they can work it out and they can figure this thing out. Like you shouldn't be taking you shouldn't be taking someone else's side in your daughter's thing. Like, not to say that you should be on your daughter's side. Like, yeah, no. Like, I disagree with, like, I disagree with the very judgmental tone that he's taking of being, you know, I'm disgusted. Like, you could be disappointed in her, but, like, you know, disgust? Like, come on, man. But like, Oh, absolutely. The father is, the father's going a bit extreme here. Yeah. Like you can, you could have issue. You could take issue with your fucking like child's decisions without basically, you know, treating them like persona non grata, like you are currently doing. Which basically says to me that, like, you know, it suggests to me that you like the the fucking boyfriend more than you like your own daughter. Mm-hmm. Which he might. You know, we don't know what kind of relationship the daughter and the father had. I suppose not, but. Still kind of troubling to me. Oh, absolutely. And I think that by treating your daughter like a human being in what's clearly a troubling, a, a time of struggle for her. You know, yes, bad decisions were made, but she's clearly going through a lot right now. Yeah. It would probably help her be more receptive to realizing that she's done something wrong. Yeah, like instead you're just, you know... You're enabling her denial of the situation. If she's now going on Facebook posting about how men are trash and all these things and, like, completely unacknowledging of the fact that, like, her, again, her boyfriend left her because she cheated on him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she can't even really take that that seriously because she's, you know, as, as she also – as the, the poster also said, she's blaming the friend for telling, the you know, him that she cheated on him. And, you know, that's definitely not the right attitude to take towards your friend as well. But also, I hate to say, it's kind of a shitty thing for a friend to do. You know, on one hand, snitches get stitches. On the other, like, look, I'm not gonna... What, I mean, what benefit or, you know, what motive did the friend have for telling the boyfriend? I mean, potentially the motive of, hey... Your friend, you know, your girlfriend has been lying to you about what she's been doing. Yes. 
you know, I guess if they were friends to both, it would make sense. Yeah, I don't know what this, you know, I don't know what the situation here is, so it, it's hard for me to say. Because I definitely, I know that if I were to do something bad in a relationship, there are there are friends that I have that I would like to think that I could confide in. And maybe get some advice without having it go immediately back to my partner. It's true, but, you know, I, I do wonder if perhaps in this situation, considering that the daughter's, you know, response to everything is to basically be in denial of her own actions here. I do wonder if maybe the reason that this friend did spill the beans is because the the reaction was less of like, hey, I did something and I don't know how to feel about it. I really need to confide in you and more like, yeah, I did this. Who fucking cares? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. The daughter seems like the worst person in this situation. You know, everything about this daughter, from the fact that her friends would willingly turn on her as well, makes me think that she's probably not the greatest person in the world. Yeah. But to answer the, to answer the, the poster's question here, I do think that, you know... He has to he has to realize that, you know, for as much as he is angry at the daughter at his daughter and much as he is disappointed in his daughter for his behavior, that like this vis- visceral like reaction of disgust and anger and everything is not actually helping the situation. You're just further radicalizing her into believing that no one understands what she's gone through. That, like, you know, the only people that really have her back are, you know, people like, you know, the mother who is completely enabling her (laughs) and not holding her in any way responsible. And, you know, again, I think um, really the best thing in any relationship, be it a loving relationship or a per- or a parental relationship you just have to talk it out yeah you need to find some middle ground here you need to find a way to be able to you need to find a way to be able to be very clear that like hey i'm disappointed in you but like you're still my daughter and i love you and i care about you and i want to see you make the best decisions that are going to make you happy Yes. I couldn't have said it better myself. Hooray! All right, man. Who? What's next? It's been some. It's been some messy stuff here. Let's see what else here. Uh. Hmm. Uh oh. The person that uh the person that posted the, the first question about the. About the, the bisexual Triss just deleted their thing. Oh, no. I well, mean, I guess it makes sense. We already gave them the best advice. This is very true. <laughs> okay. Here's the next one. When I was 17 years old, I was in a horrible and controlling relationship with my girlfriend who was 11 years older than me at the time. Then I didn't know how bad things were, and I was in love with her. And I stupidly got her pregnant. We had a baby daughter together who I love with all my heart. My ex-girlfriend cheated on me and she gave the baby to, she gave me the baby to take care of by myself and said she wanted to have nothing to do with me or our daughter. She actually told me I ruined her life by getting her pregnant and she said our daughter was just a burden to her. Then I got with my current girlfriend. My new girlfriend and I have known each other since I was 6 years old and she was 7. We've always liked each other and had some special connection, but we never got around to doing dating until now that we were both single. We've been together for a few months and we already had feelings for each other and everything feels right with her. We both think our relationship can last very long and we plan on getting married in the future since we are so happy together and we love each other very much. She treats my daughter right and I can tell she cares for her. She also recently asked me if she could help me raise her and be a a mother to her. I would love that, but I'm new to being a parent still and I don't know any of this stuff, so I don't know what I should do. I feel like it's a good idea, but I don't know since I have no experience with all this and I do believe she would be a good parent. Any advice? I mean, any relationship... Any relationship is... Um, with with such an age gap is going to be a problem. You know, yeah. you're at two very different stages of your life. 
But um and to be and to be fair, they are again, they are very similarly aged, like, you know, and they they have this long history together. They've known each other for at least 13 years it appears. Mhm. So but yeah, that is definitely like that is definitely a big difference of like you know you have a you know you have like a, a two year old one year old two year old child daughter. Children, children complicate everything. Yeah, and yeah, children. It's I think if there's children involved, you still have to be amicable with your ex. For the Although, sake of. It is very strange in this situation. This is a very different situation where the ex has basically said, I want nothing to do with you or this child. Hmm. And how, so I'm the new, if I understood correctly, the new, the new person does not want anything to do with the child either, right? The new person? Yeah. No, the new person is very, is basically intimated that like they, she wants to help raise the child and, and be the child's mother. Well, I'm not seeing an issue here, then. I think the issue is more just that, like, this person, you know, has been... This person has been hurt before. This person is still obviously very raw about the fact that, like, they had a child with this... They had a child with this woman who they were very much in love with. And then the woman basically, you know, again, said... As he... As the poster writes himself, she basically told me that I ruined her life by getting her pregnant. And she wanted nothing to do with me. And she wanted nothing to do with our daughter. You have. So I, can, I can see his, you know, his concern after going through all this. And again, he's he's still very young. Like, again, he's nineteen. Yeah. You know that is arguably too young to be having children. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I'm not no judgment here. No, not whatsoever. But um, I think if you're with someone. And they want to help you, and they want to help you, and you're into each other. I think you've struck gold here. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Like, I think that you know, I, I can under I can understand where he's coming from of wanting to ease into this because this is such a new thing, not wanting to just you know jump straight into like, okay, yeah, you could adopt her, let's go. But like, hey, this is someone that you really care about, that you've known for a very long time, that wants to be with you, that wants to be a part of your daughter's life. Like, this sounds like a fucking keeper to me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, if if you can find someone that, again, yeah, like, having a child is a very difficult thing. Like, especially in a, you know, in a relationship, if you are dating some, you know, because if you're dating someone that already is a child, you basically have to accept the fact that you are always going to come second to this child. And, like, that's not a bad thing. You should. This is a fucking child. But, like, the fact that this that this woman sees that and understands this and accepts that and, you know, wants to help raise some, you know, a child that is not her own, like, as their mother, that's fucking incredible. I say go, I say, again... At least in the time being, you've struck gold. If it doesn't yeah. work out with this person, you might be in for a messy situation down the line. If the child starts to like your ex, or... Potentially, but I mean, you know, so long as you just have... Again, I, the thing that we keep saying, so long as you have a conversation about boundaries and where all of this, what all of this means and where you all stand on everything, like, this... This seems great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This seems like a a potentially great situation. Go for it. As they say in Beautiful Joe, just go for it. It's my favorite Corey Feldman song. God damn you. <laughs> Alright, let's move on to the next one here. We got we gotta help this lady with her issues. Alright. My boyfriend and I, let's call him Jake, have been dating since high school and are now in our third year of college. We go to different schools, but they aren't that far away, so we visit each other as much as possible. 
For Valentine's Day, I asked Jake if I should go visit him to see if he was busy with sports. He plays on the club water polo team. Or if he had a test coming up. To which he replied that he had a game that was an hour away from his campus on Valentine's Day and said that he probably wouldn't be able to hang out and or wouldn't be able to spend as much time as me on that day. So I decided I would just come another weekend. A week ago, one of his friends from school, let's call her Meg, texted me and asked me if it was okay if she takes him to her date party on Valentine's Day. Some background on Meg. She goes to school with Jake and has gotten closer with him throughout college. Jake and Meg text every day, and this is something I brought up with Jake and told him I'm not exactly comfortable with it. He tells me I'm just insecure and not to be so jealous. Jake and Meg also have had feelings for each other in the past. That is the main reason it makes me so uncomfortable that they text each other so much and spend a lot of time together. She also insisted that she couldn't find anyone else to take, so I said that it was fine for him to go, but I'm very uncomfortable with it. I brought it up to Jake, and he asked me why I keep asking him about it, but I was also just curious about how he was going to get back from his game in time for her date party. I guess I do feel jealous that I don't get to see him on Valentine's Day, and that he's going on a date with another girl. Am I overreacting, or do I have a right to be upset? You can be both. You absolutely have a right to be upset here. Like, it's Valentine's Day. Yep. You know, this day means something to people. And so, and what is it? What's a date party? It's a weird name for something. I don't understand that. Like, you know what? On on one hand, it's like, I want, I, on one hand, I want to feel like that this is on the up and up because, you know, uh, the fact that Meg reached out to her and and asked her permission, basically, and was like, hey, is it cool if I ask him to do this? Like, I want you to know so that you're hearing it from me and like that. Like, that to me is like, you know, okay, maybe maybe Meg is coming at this legitimately. Maybe she is, you know, just cares about this person as a friend and wants to make sure that, you know, that the the author is going to be comfortable and going to be okay with this. But I have a serious fucking problem with Jake and how, like, his reaction to this every single time is basically to just be like, it's to basically just be like, oh, you're just insecure. Oh, this is just your problem. Like, that sounds real gaslighty to me. I'm also getting some real side chicky vibes. Like, you know... I feel like Jake and Meg might actually have something going on. Yeah. I feel like there's a part of me that, yeah, I I read this and and go, okay, he's trying to phase you out and replace Meg with you. This is his, this is his long-term goal here. You know, if you're busy on Valentine's day, if you're or if you're too busy for your girlfriend or you you know sure there might be legitimate reasons for that if you're too busy to hang out with your girlfriend on Valentine's Day to go on a date with another girl yep that's sketchy as fuck that's insanely sketchy and i'm assuming you said they're high schoolers right or uh college college you know i'd assume that people at college would probably notice Hey, he's showing up to this Valentine's Day thing with a different girl. What the fuck? Yep. You know, yeah, or maybe they would notice, hey, he's showing up to this Valentine's Day thing with this girl that he isn't, who doesn't go to our school and he isn't hanging out with all the time. Yeah. You know, people, people talk. You just have the, the optics here are bad as well. I'm going with DTMFA here. <laughs> I'm, fo- I'm with you on that. Like, if this dude is, like, and this dude can't even be honest with you. He literally, it's like, you found out about this Valentine's Day a thing, not through him, but through his friend texting you to ask if it's okay if he, if she takes him to it. And he doesn't yeah. want to answer the question here. And again, when you would ask, hey, do you want to do things on Valentine's Day? Oh, I have a game and I have a test. And uh. 
he seems like a fucking asshole. Yeah. And again, girl, you can do better. You could do way better than this prick. So, yeah, fuck him. Don't fuck him, actually. Just get rid of him. Fuck, fuck someone him. else. Fuck him in the fale sense. Yes. Okay, there we go. Wrestling content for this pro wrestling.cool production. <laughs> All right. I got one more for us, Oscar. And I, I think that this is a, you know, potentially a way to end this on a, on a high note. This person writes, I've recently been re-diagnosed with depression and anxiety after three years of being pretty clear of it. It's been a really sucky few months and I've really been struggling. My boyfriend of three years, who I see once a week, has just been so patient and understanding throughout. I feel like such a burden. He has so much on his plate, a new project he's running at work, financial troubles, stress. And yet he has just been so caring and compassionate. He was in a car accident today. Thankfully, he's completely fine. And even after he finished telling me, he reminded me that I could and should call him if things get too much for me this week. So even in an absolutely awful moment for him, he still made it clear he was thinking of me and cares. I feel so lucky to have someone supporting me like this, but I honestly have no idea how I can thank him. What can I do to make it clear how much I appreciate him and his support? How can I make sure I'm not crippling him with my own personal stuff going on? Hmm. Tell him you love him. That's it? No, it's not it. But that's the first thing you should do. And then, as the famous Night Ranger song once went, Don't tell me you love me. Show him. So basically, you are echoing the comments of the first uh, reply under here. The the top-rated reply, which is, and I quote, Give him head. Selfless head. Do it. Thank me later. <laughs> Stay classy, Reddit. <laughs> I mean, you I know. Mean, I mean, the OP replies, Haha, selfless head is never a bad call. Stressful times really affect his sex drive, though, so I'm not sure it's something I can do at the moment. We'll definitely make sure to surprise him when things slow down a bit, though. Hmm. See, stress sex isn't fun. You know, it's just mostly a lot of pounding out your issues. I mean, angry sex can be fun sometimes, but that's different from stress sex. I mean, angry sex is fun if both parties are consenting and angry. Well, yeah, definitely. If just one person's stressed out and the other person's getting depressed, that's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, no, completely, 100%. That's a good clarification, and I'm glad you made it. And yeah, that whole thing about the car accident as well, you know, again, honestly, just tell him you love him. Just remind him that you're always there for him. Yeah, like, you know, it's the thing that we keep saying here about communication, but like, honestly, I think that, yeah, this is the easiest thing in the world is to just literally just be like, hey, I really appreciate, I really love you and I really appreciate all the things that you do for me. Like, and to granted, like, the one thing I will say to to her is the, the, op- the poster here is that, like, you know, definitely, I'm glad that you're not, I'm glad that you're not taking it for granted, but I would also like you to have some, like, I would like you to also, and I know that this is, hey, as someone that deals with depression and anxiety a fucking lot and has been in relationships that, like, really exacerbated those things and, like, didn't really help me deal with those issues at times, like, there is something to just really saying to someone, like, you know, look, you should know in your heart that, like, you deserve this treatment, that, like, this is something that you should expect from from your partner, that they're going to be there for you and going to be open to you and wanting to listen to you and, like, always there to support you. Like, this is something that you should you, that you should be expecting out of not just this partner, but any partner, really. And, yeah. like, which is not to say, but again, not to say that, like, you shouldn't completely appreciate that they're doing it. And, like, you should, and you should show that you definitely appreciate that. And definitely, you know, like you said, just be like, hey, look, I just tell them that. 
just tell them how much you appreciate what they do for you, how much you love them for that, how much they mean to you. And, you know, be able and be willing to reciprocate that and be there for them as much as you possibly can. I know that I know that that can be really difficult when you're dealing with impression and anxiety. I know that it can be very easy to go into yourself and just go completely into yourself and just like shut people out and not let them in because of that. But like it helps to, you know, even when you were in those lowest points, it helps to just put out a lifeline to just be like, Hey, I may not be able to be there fully right now, but I'm still in this. I'm still completely invested in this. Exactly. And just let them know how you feel. Yeah. And then when he's up for it, fuck him. But not in the Fale sense, more in the in the Omega Ibushi sense. Damn. Allegedly. Japan, please do not please, please allow Kenny Omega back in your country. I don't think that's the reason why they don't wet him back in the country of Kenny Omega sex things that are alleged. (laughs) And that horrible parody, do not sue note. Let us talk about the true love of this Valentine's Day. And that is Tony Khan for wanking dogs. (laughs) If you love us, you can follow us at, uh, find us at patreon.cool. It's not just cool, it's give us money. <laughs> this is what we're doing instead of covering New Japan for you. <laughs> for just $5, you'll get all the reviews of shit. Hey, actually, wait, I think NXT TakeOver Portland is this weekend. <laughs> So yeah, give us $5 and you get to listen to, I guess Owen and I are going to review that. The most, the most Valentine's Day wrestler, the Velveteen Dream. I mean, yeah, he's all about the love and spreading it. I mean, hey, WWE 2K20 just released a special Valentine's Day version of the Velveteen Dream as part of their fucking bullshit Southpaw DLC. Is he just covered in red velvet? No, he, he, they gave him a King of the Ring gimmick. What? <laughs> what? The fu- what the fuck does that mean? What does that have to do with anything? He's the Velveteen King. I do like the Velveteen King. It makes him sound like the Macho King. Again, it has nothing to do with Valentine's Day. It is also the best holiday-related wrestler they've released. And if for some reason you want more of this terrible content and don't want to give us money and maybe actually have it be about wrestling, <laughs> you can go over and find us at prowrestling.cool. It's not just cool. It's dot cool. <laughs> Where else can we find you? Uh... You can find me on Twitter at Asag the Great, Instagram at Asag the Great, twitch.tv slash Asag the Great. If you look up Asag the Great on any social media site, you'll probably find me. What oh. if I want to look up Asag the Great on a place where I can give you money? Ah! ENG.1966 at yahoo.ca over That's on PayPal. That's not Osaga the Great. But that is my real email address. And if I put it into what site, will I be able to do something with it? PayPal. Send me money. the man. It's not just cool. It's pay the man. John, what about you? Where could we find you? You can find me a whole myriad of places on the internet, Oscar, including Instagram at IamJohnGM, Twitter at IamJohnGM, Twitch at Video underscore Shames, uh, Byte at Video Shames. Maybe I'll actually do something with that. Uh, I don't know. I also got a Venmo, but I don't feel like plugging it. Give Oscar money. This is is terrible. This is terrible. (laughs) This is terrible. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We'll see you Wednesday for Heal Alternative. Y'all come back now, you hear?
This podcast was brought to you by the Zonecast Network, executive produced by Owen Douglas. Visit zonecast.com for more shows. 